Happy New Year and welcome to episode 155 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Johnny Gammer and I'm joined tonight by Andy Welfley and Tim Wassum for this first episode of 2020, which is a new year and totally different than... Oh, I fucked it up. It's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> It is like 2020 again. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. like the unicorns were going to come out of the sky now, and like everything was going to go. I, I think we should just keep on going. I think. Yeah, if I see, intro. what's a perfect way to start 2021? People. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say it's like totally not the same as last year, right? Yeah, not at all. No. <laughs> it's definitely not as bananas things, as last. Things year. Things are going great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It turns out everything was just constrained to that calendar year. <laughs> mm-hmm. So here we are. The first thing I did in the new year was get a COVID test and it came back positive. So I'm off to a great start. (laughs) Like that day, everybody looked looked hungover and I'm like, I'm just sick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm glad that like, you know, it's not been life threatening for you. I'm glad that you and everybody in your house is like sick, but okay. Right. Yeah. The kids are pretty much all better. That's good. And when they weren't, they were just like eating candy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the secret. That's probably why they could, got better more quickly than I did. How's Frankie? S- asymptomatic. Nice. So, and wow. her test was negative. Yeah. But um, she's going to go get another one to, to make sure. She should just like get a get her own apartment for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, and my my youngest two are such cuddlers. I'm like, there's no way yeah. you escaped this unless you have different DNA than us, which could be possible. Yeah. Really interesting. <laughs> Are you sure she's the mother? <laughs> uh, well, I watched two of them. <laughs> Did not watch the first one. I think that they all look like, especially um, Henry, like look enough like her where she can't not claim them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, tonight we're just going to chat because we haven't chatted in a while. And yeah. maybe we got some cool stuff for the holidays. And we have lots of zine stuff to talk about. And I don't know about you, but uh, I have a a little bit of a, a beverage with me tonight. <laughs> I have a clean canteen full of water. <laughs> canteen, clean canteen full of water. I'm joining you, Andy. I got a little. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Johnny's, Johnny's on meds. He can't. <laughs> I have some rye. He's on that hydroxychloroquine, so he can't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Arte. Yeah. How's the bleach taste? I'm on a hand. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a handful of Advil and a very small handful of Tylenol. <laughs> Those laser cut ones, like they mean business. They're pretty cool. Laser cut Tylenol? Yeah, they call them rapid release, but instead of being gels, they just have like holes in them. Oh. So in 15 minutes, you're like, ooh, I feel marginally less horrible. It's like the Musgrave sidekick, but in pill form. We need a we need a laser cut <laughs> pencil from Musgrave now. Like <laughs> I don't know. I just want things to be laser cut. That sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I did discover um, Tylenol PM, which is one of my new favorite things. But I I can't wake up when I've had it. So so, something that Tim and I learned about Johnny that um, you all may not know um, is that um, Johnny sleeps for about three hours a night. Yeah, so he hasn't hasn't slept the full (laughs) night since like Reagan was in office. Yeah, Yeah. and so the idea that like he's been taking like COVID naps and he's like doing all this, like you know that he's sick because like (laughs) 
that dude goes to bed later than everybody else and gets up earlier than everyone else. Yeah, and you can, and as soon as he he gets back to a hundred percent, there's going to be like seventy five zines all of a sudden out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of a sudden we're on like <laughs> Pencil Revolution Volume eighteen. Yeah, he just jumps to like twenty six, and he's like, oh wait, did I forget to show you guys yeah. the other ones? Wait, there's a what happened? <laughs> They're all just so like I COVID did, fever I, dream, like pencil talk. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand the the words <laughs> that you wrote in this, but it, <laughs> you have so much of it. <laughs> you would talk fast on paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, um, I got a new printer like three weeks ago and I, it's over 2000 pages on it already. Wow. I think I'm, I'm overdoing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a Canon mega tank. So it's still the original fill. So that makes me happy. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you want to jump into Tools of the Trade? Yeah. yeah. And you want to go first, Mr. Jordan? Sure. Uh, first thing, music. I'll start with music. Uh, I just, and this, I've really just been listening to this the last two days, but I talked before about the passing of Justin Towns Earl uh, when he, mm-hmm. uh, he had an accidental overdose in August. And last week, his dad, like legendary songwriter Steve Earl, uh, released an album called JT, which is, I think it's 10 or 11 covers with his band, his like amazing band covering 10 or 11 of his son's songs. Hmm. Um, and all of the proceeds from the album are going into a trust for Justin's daughter. Uh, oh, wow. Who uh, he had a, like a four year old daughter when he passed or four or five, something like that. So really cool in that sense, but it's also just, it's a really great album. He, he did a really amazing job and also like kind of a heartbreaking job of picking these certain songs to sing of his sons, you know, like the ones he sings are not necessarily, I mean, they couldn't have been easy to sing. I mean, some of these, um, there are songs about suicide. There's he sang the song, the saint of lost causes, like, you know, yeah. Justin Towns Earl had like, I think, I think he like, by, by the time he was 21, he had ha- overdosed on heroin five times. Oh, wow. So he had just this crazy. So anyway, but the, the album's really well done. It really is like, it's like sad because of the songs that he's choosing and the ones that he's singing, but the way that he's singing them, it's really kind of like, it, it, I, it definitely leans celebratory. You know, it, it, there's some, there's a lot of joy in the music that he's playing. So, um, very cool. And he also, uh, performed on Jimmy Kimmel a couple nights ago, which was really good. So you can check out the video to that, uh, played Harlem river blues. Uh, so hmm. that's my music offering. I, reading, I've been reading almost nothing but poetry for like three weeks, three or four weeks. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. A ton. Um, so, I, and with poetry, I just like, I'm blowing through these books. Like the, the two that are sticking out to me, like poets that uh, um, that are really sticking out to me that I hadn't been reading before. Um, the first one is Marie Howe, who I found out about her. Because she, uh, I, I watched the Billy Collins masterclass and she, he brought Marie Howe on to like, basically just do a, like, they just sit down with each other and they just pick a poem. So they did like a Shakespeare poem and a, and a Keats poem. And then he did one of each other's poems and they just talked about them for like these like 15 minute videos that were just delightful. And she was really cool. And so I read, uh, two of her collections. Uh, the one, her, her most, I guess, well-known one is called what the living do. And I really, really loved that. Um, so yeah, reading, uh, reading her. And then the other one that I think I talked about her once before, her name is Maggie Smith. Um, 
Uh, oh yeah, you have because then we were like, oh, Dame Maggie. Yeah, no, yeah, the other Maggie Smith. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So she, um, I had talked about her because I had read her book "Keep Moving," which were those tweets about like loss and grieving or whatever that she turned into a book. This really beautiful. I bought her book of poetry. That's um, uh, it's it's called um, oh, I almost said Good Omens, but it's not Good Omens. Uh, good Bones. That's it. Yeah. Um, which was. Uh, which was was magnificent. So I I had heard I'd read several of the poems that were in there before, um, but uh, have you guys ever seen that poem? It kind of it makes its rounds on the internet sometimes, where you'll see it. I think so. I think you shared it with us. Um, uh, no, yeah, I think maybe not. Yeah, maybe I also saw it when it made maybe, its rounds on the it's, internet because it's, yeah. it's kind of a it kind of went it. viral. Yeah, um, I can read it. Yeah. It's kind of short. Can I read it? Please do. Um, yeah. This is Good Bones by Maggie Smith. Life is short, though I keep this from my children. Life is short, and I've shortened mine in a thousand delicious, ill-advised ways. A thousand deliciously ill-advised ways I'll keep from my children. The world is at least 50% terrible, and that's a conservative estimate, though I keep this from my children. For every bird, there is a stone thrown at a bird. For every loved child, a child broken, bagged, sunk in a lake. Life is short, and the world is at least half terrible. And for every kind stranger, there is one who would break you, though I keep this from my children. I am trying to sell them the world. Any decent realtor walking you through a real shithole chirps on about good bones. This place could be beautiful, right? You could make this place beautiful. So, yeah. It's really, she's wonderful. And and honestly, like <laughs> we probably don't want to talk about this too much, but especially relevant and a time like this, when we know that a large chunk of those we live in a country with are throw, <laughs> metaphorically throwing stones at birds. Mm-hmm. And how many, how many of us are feeling like there's like a bajillion things that we have to keep from our children just to like yeah. let them be innocent a little bit longer, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, constantly. Yeah. And the stuff, even stuff like, I don't want to get into this now, but like Henry comes home and says stuff that he hears at school. And I'm like, you're, you're in second grade. Why the hell are you here? <laughs> anyway, yeah. but so Ooh. Maggie Smith is awesome. Everybody should check her out. And she's also a very, very good follow on Twitter. So okay, um, I would recommend that as well. Um, and then there was uh, real quick, I'm going long, but uh, the only other book I'm reading uh, is I'm reading a book called Zen and the Art of Archery, which is a sort of Buddhism book that like filters the ideas of Zen through an art, like a traditional Jap- Japanese art. And it's through archery. And it was actually recommended again by a poet. And I actually forget the guy's name, but it was a YouTube video I saw. And he said, this is the book that I recommend to all people who love poetry uh, or love write, writing poetry. It's like reading about this, the way that they treat archery is kind of how he thought about poetry. So I forget the author's name. Um, but yeah, it's a good little book. It's only like 80 pages. And then lastly, uh, for no reason in particular, I've been watching Ken Burns' Civil War. <clears throat> <I'm> not, <laughs> no reason. I'm not sure. I can't imagine why. I'm not sure why it came to me. And it's actually uh, very, very funny because I was having kind of a rough night, like a lot of the country, uh, a few nights ago. It was actually the night after the Capitol, the the storming of the Capitol happened. And in that day I was very, I was feeling very anxious, like, especially in the evening. Once I got, the, it was like, I got the kids to bed and then like the distraction of being with my kids and playing with them was gone. And I got really anxious. And the only thing, the literally, I sat there and thought, I was like, what can I do to relax? The only thing that sounded good was watching a Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> the only thing I could fathom. And I was like, okay, that's great. Okay, good. I got something. Ken Burns sounds awesome. And then I was trying to decide. And then like 
I have never watched Ken Burns Civil War, which is like a classic documentary series, you know, and like I've been meaning to watch it for years. And for some reason, it was like I had this like perverse pleasure of being like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm watching (laughs) I'm watching this war. And then I turned it on. And like the first one of the first quotes in the documentary is this guy who says uh, it's what's his name? It's the guy who wrote the big biography of Lincoln, but he uh, or not. It doesn't matter. But he. he says, you can't really understand American history and where we are today unless you understand the Civil War. And I was like, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> oh, about to get all the answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me the key here. What do I need to do? Yeah. Who should I follow on Twitter? Come on. Um, so, yeah. So that's what I've been consuming. And then yeah. uh, as far as uh, writing with, I'm using a – I've been loving my Blackwing 6. I've got the orange one with the blue eraser. It's about halfway done with that. And I am writing in – a uh, field notes Denali. I just got the, uh, the, Ooh, nice. that pack uh, a couple days ago from jet pens. And I really love this one. This is maybe, maybe my favorite one. Uh, I've used in a long time. Favorite. notebook. So that's me. How about you, nice. Andy? Who? Well, um, so one thing, <laughs> one thing we did over, um, over the break, actually, not over the break. It's been. It just came out like last week, but uh, we got advertised to so hard for uh, Discovery Plus, which is the uh, Discovery Network of Channels, um, their new streaming service. So, uh, HGTV, Food TV, Animal Planet. Um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> so cheap. It's, it's like it's like three dollars a month if you want the commercial version, or five dollars a month if you want the non-commercial version all right i'm gonna write this down hang on <laughs> mm-hmm. tim i'll tell you what so, i'll send you my login okay <laughs> well all right it's, it keeps getting better yeah i was gonna say uh, going back to that poem the things i keep from my children I was like, yeah um <laughs> yeah okay done so so we've been the the clinching um the thing that sort of clinched it for me was um, during one of the ads we saw was I, I just saw Judy Dench in a helicopter. I'm just like, what is this? Is Judy Dench on here? <laughs> so I I looked it up and there is a show uh, called Judy Dench's Wild Borneo Adventure where she and her husband, <laughs> who is a conservationist, um, went to Borneo. And um, I've only gone to the first episode yet, but she met a bunch of orangutans. And she was, is she ridden uh, on the back of a cougar angel. or anything yet? Or yeah, <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> um, she she like looked at a bunch of like bugs in the rainforest. She talked to yeah. So it's it's basically Judy Dench who is how old is Judy Dench? Like like eighty five? Like probably she's like just just somebody strapped her in and like took her up to the like the the canopy of, of like this ancient rainforest and i'm just like be careful with her. She's an international treasure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. So Judy Dench's Wild Borneo Adventure is very good. Um, it also has like a bunch of cooking shows. It has every single Chip and Joanna Gaines show you might want to see in your life. Um, so none? It has every House Hunters. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was unnecessary. I don't even hate it. It's fun to say that. It just felt like the right thing. Yeah. Um, has like um, every House Hunters in there. Like it's it's a lot. <laughs> We're sort of just watching. They have this one where they... Um, one show where that Katie was watching today where they take all these um old houses that are like time capsules from like the from like 1960 and they renovate them but with keeping like like original design but like as as Katie said the 
they'll renovate a house from 1960, but they won't leave the carpet in the bathroom. <laughs> like, so <laughs> kind of contemporizing a little bit. So we've been watching a lot of that. Um, it's a really, really good escape from everything that's happened. Considering we watched uh, MSNBC for like 12 hours on Wednesday. Mm. Um, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. So uh, discovery plus is very good. Uh, it's a terrible app though. Um, I finished a book of short stories. I don't, I don't, I haven't been reading a lot of like, um, what's the difference? Like whatever sits between fan fiction and like genre fiction. So like there's a book of short stories from the star Wars universe that came out called from a certain point of view. Have you heard about this, Tim? No, I feel like you would, um, you, this would be something that I feel like you would let, you would be good at recommending to your students. Cause it like, it's, um, it is, a book of sh- like a collection of short stories. It's uh, it's called from a certain point of view and it is a star Wars series of short stories. And it's, it's a bunch of stories from the can like from and around the cantina scene um, and the destruction of the death star. Uh, so yeah, what is that? Ep- episodes, seen. episodes four and five. Yeah. Okay. I have seen this. this um, is I, uh, yeah. There's you remember I used to talk about, um, I think she's on there. Well, I used to talk about the books, uh, Binti. Those like, or we talked about those, right? The Binti novellas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. She wrote one of these stories, didn't she? I think she's in there. Like, I think so. Or, or, or something. Um, no, I don't know. Sorry, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're right. Um, yeah, Nettie yeah. Corfor. Yeah, 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 she yeah. she wrote one. Um, there are a lot of really good stories in there. Will Wheaton wrote one. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah, <laughs> Johnny and our. In our in our show notes that are like document wrote just wrote Tim shot first. It's it's funny because uh, there is a um, there's a story told from Greedo's point of view. Oh, is it is the whole thing? Short? Yeah, is the whole thing. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> just no, just noises for people. Yeah, there's one from Greedo's point of view. There's one from um, Grand Moff Tarkin's point of view. There's one from um, and what's cool about this is they weave in a little bit of. Um, um rogue one's history too so nice. um so like the what's her name's father who was the architect of the death star like he had one um yeah there's there's somebody from um what's his name jimmy smith's perspective um <laughs> yeah uh gargana uh leah's, leah's dad yeah yeah, leah's dad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. organa yeah. um there's there's one from um you know like people on alderaan who like you know had a large new moon that just showed up and <laughs> And all of a sudden there was a bright light, but yeah, it's a, it's, I, don't, I haven't read and a lot of like, ends, yeah. yeah, from, I haven't read a lot of like <laughs> Star Trek or Star Wars novels or anything like that in my like kind of adult life, just because oftentimes they're just like poorly written and I've, my English major has like kind of made me a snob, but, um, <laughs> this, this has a lot of really good stories with a lot of different kinds of voices. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and the last thing I'll mention is I've been reading, um, I ordered before, well before Christmas, um, but she shipped it media mail. So, or, so it took forever is, um, there is a, uh, series of zines that I learned about from the word distro, but I ordered them from her website directly. Um, it's called cat party (laughs) and it is a, uh, woman who, hold on, cat she wrote a book of short stories that was published um, by Microcosm Publishing, which is sort of like 
a step up toward publishing from a zine, but not much. And before she wrote that, she wrote the series of stories. Katie Hagel is her name. Um, just stories about our cats. Stories about cats. Nice. So that's a good. That's a good escape. Um, <laughs> really, really good zine. Um, I think later in some of the later issues, it seems like she's going to start getting stories from other other people about cats. So, Johnny, you may not contribute to the scene. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So cat party is really good. I'll, I'll find a link and put it in show notes, but um, yeah. And I've been writing um, lately. I've been writing with my uh, turquoise ink joy that Johnny gave me. Uh, I, I'll talk about this later, but I've been sending out some zines and I have been addressing my envelopes and writing little thank you notes on that with that. And I've been using that, awesome. the turquoise one, which is really gorgeous. And then also my Blackwing XIX, my 19th Amendment Blackwing. And still working on my lurch term. I'm up to 100, page 155, but it is, uh, I write very slowly in that thing. So can we hope that Blackwing's working on a volume 25? <laughs> For the, <laughs> as in the amendment? <laughs> yes. I, I doubt it, but I would love that. Oh my god, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for pencils if, and also for sanity. It's a uh, it's orange for a little while, and then up to a point, it just stops, <laughs> and it, and it's like silver white, and then it turns clear, and all the other pencils turn, yeah. turns translucent, <laughs> just like clear because you're free. Yeah. You're free now, yeah. or you just get a box and it just <laughs> open up and it's empty, and it says you're free now. Be happy. <laughs> and, and there's twenty. It's, it's just a box with twenty five dollars in it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you paying for these pencils? <laughs> Have somebody back. It does sound kind of like the last yeah. four years. Spend thirty bucks, get twenty five back. <laughs> and I, I actually was like in my head was thinking the opposite. Like you spend, you give them thirty, and they give you thirty five. It's like that's not gonna happen. Yeah. No. Stimulus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a six hundred dollars or two thousand dollars. Who knows? It's six. We we got Eris like right yeah. away. I'm, just, I'm like, do you like paying attention to who you get this to first? Like, well, do you know how much money people make you, the government? Let me tell you that they do not adjust for local, um, like local cost of living. So uh, we, <laughs> we got nothing. And we, I mean, honestly, it's fine, honestly, but yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> everything sucks. Johnny, how about you? What are you working on? So, um, speaking of zines, I read another zine book called What You Mean, What's a Zine, which Ooh. is a little bigger than the other ones. But um, it was cool because the whole thing was written like a zine. So, there were times at which it was a little hard to read, but not in a bad way. Hmm. Like, just had to slow down. I'm going to order that right now. Yeah, that between that, Stolen Sharpie Revolution, and um, Make a Zine, like, if you could put them all together, there's so much good information. Um, so yeah, that was super enjoyable. And we were talking about this before we were recording, but we just binged the heck out of Halt and Catch Fire, yes. the whole series. Yes. It was so good. I, I, I said in a comment in the, in our Google doc that probably out of like modern TV shows that that's in my top five. It's so good. It's really well written. It's the characters are just really compelling. Uh, it's about something I'm really interested in, which is like the early days of computers. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack here. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. There, there are a lot of good, like, 
time machines in there. They were like Netscape. Yeah. Oh, Netscape. I haven't heard that in like 20 years. <laughs> in the in the third season, they talk about like the... Um, They're getting CompuServe like the drops. Or, yeah. yeah. Is that just an Indiana <laughs> yeah, they talk about CompuServe? CompuServe? Yeah. Oh, no, that was a that was a big thing. Okay. That was remember, AOL and CompuServe. I remember going yeah. to the CompuServe office to drop off our money to pay for our internet. <laughs> which is wow. such like a hilarious wow. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like we would go to the office yeah. and like drop off a check and be like, this is for our internet, please. <laughs> we yeah. we were an AOL family, but we had a little um, spiral bound notebook that we kept by the computer where we had to write down how many minutes we used. <laughs> <laughs> like <Wow. laughs> when we logged in and logged out, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, anyhow. Um, <laughs> <Yo. laughs> Yeah, we were, we got our, Johnny, how old were you when you got? <laughs> Johnny's like, I had a typewriter in college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm not a good example. I was an intentional Luddite for a long time. Yeah. So I was, I like halfway through college, I was using a typewriter and then I used a computer that my father made me take back to school when I was a junior, but I refused to use the internet. So <laughs> I, I just typed on it and like cussed at it a lot because I kept losing papers. Wow. That was a compact. That was back when it was like, yeah, really like sexy. Yeah, compacts were awesome. Anyhow, sorry, <laughs> I can talk about that. <laughs> so, um, we also just binged uh, another Netflix series that's German called "The Dogs of Berlin." Hey, Johnny, re- which, real quick, can we go back? What did you think about Hold Catch Fire? Oh, I loved yeah. it. Um. I would, they were, you know, I was rooting for Gordon the whole time because I really like Scoot. I figured you were a Gordon fan, yeah. And um, I really liked John, although at the end he got kind of bored. John is the They're just like puttering Wait, around who's the garage. John? Yeah, that's oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's great. Yeah, yeah he was really good. Yeah. I I didn't know he could. I sing. love um, uh, Donna. What's her name? Um, shoot, who played her? Oh, she's got a hyphen. Uh, is her last name. What's her first name? Yeah, uh, she's really yeah. Yeah, she yeah, was and really Mackenzie good. Davis has become like quite a. She's she's been she was in the new Terminator movies. Like she's been in all sorts of things. She's really great. Yeah, I mean, it was what ten episodes each. It wasn't a lot yeah, to watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's not a lot. And at the end, you're like, oh, this is yeah. disappointing. <laughs> Or not disappointing. Yeah, it's over. It's um. I'll I'll mention real quick. This so each each season um, go like covers like a major milestone in computing, right? Like the first season is about developing a lap like a personal computer. Like I think they were developing a laptop, um, one that weighs uh, no more than fifteen pounds. <laughs> and like, yeah, what? the second season was a lot about like getting online, right? Like they they somebody was starting a BBS, um, and you could like play games, and it was like it was like online communities. And then the third season was about developing a like a um, search engine and kind of like the early days of uh, web browsers. And each of those just was really they went from like the mid '80s to the mid '90s. And I um, I don't really remember the mid '80s, um, but I definitely remember the mid '90s. And um, yeah, it was just a just fantastic show. I would love to like continue this through like uh, like you know, like web 2.0 and then early social media and then like late stage <laughs> capitalism, social media when like all these <laughs> characters are just like billionaires who just like don't give a crap about, <laughs> about people. Yeah. Yeah. 
they could do another one just call it like everything's on yeah, fire yeah. dumpster Every- fire <laughs> halt and catch fire everything else is on fire so anyhow yeah i mean world on fire is already yeah. a show so you can't do that one <laughs> don't mean to dwell on that uh thanks for thanks for indulging me um yeah talk about dogs of berlin that sounds interesting so um dogs of berlin was so violent there were scenes during which i was like oh no i don't want to watch this <laughs> but um I don't know how to sum it up without giving spoilers. It's just an entire season following about a week and one murder investigation. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, moral justification throughout it. Like, hey, let's do these horrible things because it's a good thing in the end. And like, You sound like everybody else. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was totally worth watching. But they did one season a few years ago, and that's it. But they didn't say whether it was a miniseries, so maybe. But anyway, um, it was completely different than Halt and Catch Fire. But uh, I think part of the reason I'm not getting better is because I've been up till 2 or 3 in the morning every night watching that show. Plus, it hurts your eyes because you have to watch the the, uh, subtitles. Because, man, they talk fast. It's like a very violent Gilmore Girls in German. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> that's my favorite description of a TV show ever. Show title. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. With um, I mean, there was a character who has an AK-47 tattooed on his neck. I'm like, Jesus, what am I? Does that was the Kelly Perry character right? on a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine like, <laughs> like Lorelai walking on nine, nine. <laughs> Oh, talk so and Halt and Catch Fire. Um, what's the lady's name that John married? Oh yeah, um, the VC, the the venture capitalist. Yeah, there was a scene where she looked like Kelly Bishop. Like it freaked me out. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh my I god, I didn't think that lady was attractive. But now <laughs> I do. Totally derailed the podcast. <laughs> so moving on, I am writing with. Uh, Sharpie because zines. I'm going through Sharpie. Did Sharpies you steal it? And is it a stolen Sharpie? No, I bought a box. Well, for the price, I got them on Amazon. <laughs> I got them for a steal. <laughs> but, um, I'll talk about this more later, but I'm writing in a loic term that will handle Sharpie. Oh, hmm. yeah. <laughs> mine, mine surely does not. It doesn't yeah. mess around. <laughs> So you want to jump into fresh points slash. Oh, 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 oh. one thing I think it's been so long since we recorded. I didn't mention, I'll just mention this really briefly. Uh, Katie and I have, did we, did we talk about watching starting to watch Columbo? No. So. Th- sounds familiar. My, oh wait, I'm thinking of my parents. They watch in the heat of the night. <laughs> in the heat of the night. Um, we started watching Columbo and there are so, so many Blackwing um, appearances. Yeah. Interesting. No, anyhow, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you say, Tim? I just said for real. That's like surprising. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a there's this one episode. I think it's in the second season with Roddy McDowell, and um, he just like he's a like an engineer slash photographer. Spoiler: He's the murderer. Um, and mm-hmm. it's the early seventies. <laughs> oh, he's extremely tight pants that you do not want to see. Um, but he also just I'll like uses the black. That, Andy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> go for it. Um, but he uh, he's using a like black wing. He's using a black wing. It's it's in the like pencil cup in his company. Like it's all over the place. That's very cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> yeah, let's jump into fresh points. <laughs> You yeah, want to go sure. first, Jim? Uh, Are you going to sure. talk about your uh, shopping spree, your fevered shopping spree? Uh, yet another fevered shopping spree. So the the last one, for those <laughs> who don't remember, was my moleskin buying spree uh, uh, through all the TJ Maxx. And uh, so we we hadn't been we haven't gone to like we haven't gone out very much at all besides like curbside pickup everywhere. And Jane and I had a. Uh, like a date night, which usually involves us like getting takeout and like eating at home or in the car. <laughs> so, um, but this time we decided we were going to go, uh, I, I wanted to go to Barnes and Noble cause we had just watched the, um, Avett brothers new year's Eve special, which was incredible. It was so good. And I was, yeah. you know I'm going to pick up a vinyl of their new, the third gleam, which is, I should, I could have talked about that cause I've been looking at that like on loop. It's so amazing. But, um, so I went in there to get that and there was this, you know, huge table, like heaping table of, uh, like last chance clearance items or whatever. And Jane was like, Oh, they got some notebooks, which she never says that she never tries to encourage me to, try to buy notebooks. <laughs> oh, Hey, <laughs> she told me that she noticed that on the side of it was a black wing and they were black wing slate notebooks. Wow. And I was like, what? For how much I bought? three and I got them for $11 a piece. Wow. And that's, that's more than half off. Yeah. Which, which I came, so I went on, yeah, I got on the Facebook group like afterwards, just looking around and happened to see that other people had found these as well. So it must've been at all the stores, but the crazy thing is I didn't see them on the shelves like at any point, right? I didn't, I had never heard that they were starting to sell them at Barnes Noble, which I guess I hadn't seen there. I haven't been there much to, to look around. I didn't even know they were there in the first place, let alone on clearance. And so I got a, I got cool. two uh, two grays and a black, um, hmm. in yeah for for eleven bucks. It was amazing. So I I'm, I'm excited about that. When I heard that they were selling those at Barnes and Noble, like I was surprised. And then like when you were talking about that, Tim, I was like just even more surprised because you know they work so hard to sort of like cultivate their brand. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like this luxury item that's expensive and worth it and quality. And the idea that they would have that at just like a huge chain like that. And well, first that, that they were able to like supply it to Barnes and Noble, yeah. right? That's, like, that's how many Barnes and Nobles are there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so between that and then also like the idea that like a black wing would be on clearance for more than half off, it just seems unconscionable. Like I'm, I'm so surprised that, you know, that was something that happened just because they, they protect their brand so much. Um, you know, they barely allowed discounts. So, yeah, it's baffling. Were they like the older ones from the old That's branding? That's a good question. I can share. I, I, would be re- I would be really interested to know, like, like, if you have that, like, sample from Blackwing that they sent you, like, compare compare the new notebooks from Barnes & Noble against that one and see if it's, like, the same paper and stuff. Because I imagine it is. Like, I can't imagine that they would, like, use some sort of a, uh, like, hey, you know, like, Johnny, discount supply. Play your mouth harp for a second. I'm going to go grab it. <laughs> Uh, all right i got them and i just unwrapped one of the gray ones that i got uh Mm -hmm. it is identical to the last one i got so it has the same on the back uh yeah yeah so it's i mean yeah 
I just they must have made so many of them, and Barnes and Noble or Blackwing must be just operating at a loss to get rid of those. Yeah, that's my my suspicion was the latter that um that that Blackwing made a ton of them, thinking they would take off more than they did. Which they're great notebooks. Like yeah, like I I love them. So I it was a little like I don't blame them for trying because they deserve to have more of a to be more out there. They're, they're a tad expensive, maybe, you know, like compared to bear pig or something. But, but if your average user is going to like go buy a fancy notebook and there is a moleskin for like $12 and a black wing for $30, which one are you going to pick size comparison? It would be like moleskin for, aren't those like 22, like the, like the five by eight. Oh yeah. Aren't they? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, they've gotten so it's, it's like okay, but it is a click more expensive for sure. But I mean, yeah. but I guess when, I mean I'm sure the the thinking was that I mean people who buy it includes a pencil. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean that's not 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 significant because <laughs> yeah. it's like a couple dollars for that pencil. But you know the average person probably uses two notebooks a year or something, so it's not yeah. unreasonable in that sense. But and it's at Barnes and Noble with all of those like um, like embossed leather like. Celtic knot <laughs> notebooks. Yeah, that's true. And also the the knockoff uh, black wings that they sell at Barnes and Noble were not on clearance, so that was a fun little piece of irony. <laughs> Remember those? The ones that have like, oh, the yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. the OBs. No, what are they called? Uh, I forget. But those weren't on clearance. But these were. So it was just like, oh, ouch. Yeah, burn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so that's that was that. That was exciting to find that, and uh, I yes, yeah, so I got a few more. They're all in dot. They're all in a dork grid, which is not ideal, but you know, yeah, price is right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was my first one. Sorry, the I'm waiting for the doctor reload. I can't remember what I was going to talk about next. <laughs> there it is. Um, next thing was I got a new pen, Ooh. Uh, which I, I'm very very excited about, and. Uh, I we've talked about the Parker Jotter on here before and I love my Parker Jotters, but also the original one that my wife got me as a gift had like a matte finish on it and it was really easy to hold and I loved it. And then I lost it. I don't know. I, I think I remember talking about that. So I bought a replacement, which was not a matte finish and it was too slippery. And I just like stopped using it because my, my sweaty hands are well-documented on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, we have talked a lot about your sweaty. Yeah, yeah. It's it, when when somebody indexes this podcast, <laughs> it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a hefty portion of the episode. <laughs> my my caustic hands, I think, was the phrase from the beginning when we talked about it was some like copper colored thing that was like changing color in my hands. I don't know. Uh, that was that was a deep cut. That was like episode nine or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, but I ordered, I want to get a, a new one that I've been I meaning to get for a long time. And I got a Parker Jotter XL, which is a Parker Jotter, but it is as according to the company is 7% bigger. It feels bigger than that, but it's a perfect size for my hand. Um, <laughs> and it comes in a matte finish. So I got the primrose blue, which is kind of like a slate, uh, like a gunmetal gray blue kind of color. And it's awesome. I put the easy flow refill in it. And I've been using it every single day for the last uh, week. Uh, definitely worth 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 checking out if you like Parker Jotters and if you have big hands or if Parker Jotter seems too like just a, a little bit too small for you. I highly recommend it. I love it. If your hands are just constantly gushing sweat, yeah, yeah like 
like drip it like sprays <laughs> out of my fingertips when I'm writing. <laughs> oh, so do you have a Parker Jot or fountain no. pen? You're about to, it sounds yeah. like so when yeah, I <laughs> Amazon always messes around. And they'll have one that's like eight bucks. One of the colors. They're, I've had good luck with them. Yeah. My folks have not. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. I like them. They're cheap. Uh, last thing I wanted to bring up was the amazing new brand name pencils Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been following? Them? Yeah. Um, I've just really loved it a lot. <laughs> it's been. I don't know what it is, but it's just like because he. I mean, how long ago did he create the account? I mean, it hasn't been that long. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, it's like weeks, brand new, but like, recently. I just got like I just I'm just like delighted whenever a a, a post comes up from a, 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 a Truby, Bob Truby, Bob, Bob, yeah, Bob, Truby. Bob Truby. Um, so that was that was really it. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but I was just like, if you haven't followed Brand Name Pencils yet on Instagram, it is it is a is worth your time. If and if you're new to this show or new to pencils, like one thing you should know about Brand Name Pencils, it is. It is the closest thing we'll ever get to a complete index of historical pencils, mm. right? Like it's not, it's, it itself is not complete, but it is the most complete uh, sort of catalog, cataloging of like old pencil brands and really good pictures of them and when and where they were made. Um, it is a very, very good website. Mm-hmm. And Bob is um, Bob is a, is a member of our Facebook group. He's pretty active. He sells a bunch of his old pencils. Um, he has a really now a really good Instagram account. So like go, go follow Bob Truby on Instagram yes. and then go check out his website. It's really good. It's awesome. Um, I think, yeah, it's such like a labor yeah. of love. Not obsessive. It's just very carefully yeah. done. My favorite post that he has is that he has a shot of the side of all of these vintage pencil boxes. So it's like all mm-hmm. these pox. Oh my gosh. It's awesome. It's like, you got like, there's like Ticonderogas and Rangers and Blackstonians and all these, just these big monitor pencils and F and it's, it's such a great shot. These old pencil boxes. like, where in the heck did you find all these Van Dykes? Um, and then there's, I, I also love, he, he posted a picture of, uh, the, I'm, I'm looking at it right now from 1820. These are Benjamin ball, black lead pencils. From 1820, they are a round, oh. raw pencil with a square core, uh, still wrapped in like you know rubber band with the with the the label wrapped around it, and it is just beautiful. It reminds me of the throw pencils, um, but really great. So if yeah, if you if if you haven't uh, oh. if you haven't followed uh, brand name pencils yet, it's it's brand underscore name underscore pencils, and it's awesome. So somebody else is squatting on brand name at brand name pencils. <laughs> It's me. It's just me. <laughs> I knew it too. <laughs> no. um, yeah, that's all I got. So, how about you, Andy? Um. So, um, the first thing I wanted to mention was um, something I think happened since, like, in the many weeks since we last recorded. But um, we've talked a few times, probably several times on this show, about um, really, really great website called Blackwing Pages, which is. Uh, a really good, um, just just re- good, really good reporting on the original Blackwing and the history of um, of uh, Everhard Faber, and it's kind of sister blog Contrapuntalism, which is about pencils and writing music, and that was run by a guy named Sean Malone, um, somebody I've 
for a long time, I think Johnny, you two have um, uh, collaborated, not collaborated, but like um, corresponded with over, over the years. Yeah. 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 He, he spent some time um, yeah. in Baltimore. Uh, Sean, um, Sean sent me my very first um, hackwing before there was a term for hackwing. He took a, uh, probably in like 2008, 2009, 2010, somewhere around there, sent me a um, Palomino um, pencil that had been sanded down like at the top and then a Blackwing Ferrell put on. And that was before new Blackwings even existed. And we talked a bunch. I, I, I own a box of um, Boston and Athenian Blackwings that I bought through like in a group order with Sean. And there's also been just some really like strange hijinks uh sean malone and uh palomino blackwing sort of declared war on each other (laughs) and sean had a series of just like very strange posting about about palomino blackwing and some of their kind of like less than ethical marketing efforts and Mm -hmm. uh, i say all this to say that sean malone has over kind of over the christmas holiday passed away um he um he was 50 and he died december 10th and um, I, I knew that he was a professional bassist. Like he, he was in a band called cynic, like a punk band called cynic. He had a band called Gordian knot. Um, there's a lot of the stuff I didn't know about him until I started to see tributes like in ob- obituaries. Um, so yeah, so he is, he is a, an original pencil bo- blogger, um, in the same vein as like Bob Truby and, uh, Michael Letty and Johnny Gamber, <laughs> he is one of the like old guard pencil bloggers and he has passed away at a too young of age. So I think that we should definitely commemorate that passing and mm. just like let, let y'all know in case you didn't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm probably like second wave pencil bloggers. And so I corresponded with Sean a few times and I, I feel like after we started this podcast, there was sort of like a rift between like, you know, the, the like pencil talk folks and the Michael Letty folks and Sean and, and us, right? Like we moved on to, to podcasting and a lot of people aren't really interested in that. Um, so to me, this feels like very like third wave of pencil, pencil interneting. Um, and Sean was definitely part of the first. (laughs) So, yeah. So just wanted to mention that. Um, yeah, I, Tim, I don't know. Have you ever have you ever had any dealings with Sean? No, we never interacted uh, directly, but I just admired from afar, you know, or just like had read a lot of yeah. from his site, but had never actually interacted with him. He was a very, very good researcher, and I, I was oh, always yeah. just like really surprised at that. And I, I just realized like he had a he had a doctorate in like like music theory. Um, I'm probably. I should actually look this up. He he had a PhD and I, I imagine you can't Johnny, correct me if I'm wrong. You can't get to a PhD without like being a pretty good researcher. <laughs> and he, yeah, he, so his, he was writing, he's in the middle of writing a book about the history of Eberhard Faber. And, um, I really hope that some of what he's written has sees the light of day because it was, it's very good. Some of the pages that he shared and the stuff he's written about over the years. So he, he was just a top-notch researcher and he had a passion for vintage black wings and Everhard Faber pencils. So yeah, I'm, I, I would, I would love it. I really hope that those, those, you know, come out in the world, at least in some respect. 
Um, second thing I'll mention, and I guess the last thing is a little bit more of an uplifting topic. Um, inspired by by Johnny and by um, Ed Kemp and those folks, I started a new zine, and this is something that is a lot more sort of like uh, homemade and small, like less am- not less ambitious, but like more or more homemade than Plumbago um, is is this thing that I'm working on and it is called 404 magazine. And Tim, did you get your copy? I did. And I loved it. Yes. Johnny, did you get yours? My mail hasn't come in. (laughs) I don't know what is happening in Baltimore, (laughs) but man, (laughs) yeah. Um, I have things that have been sitting in various warehouses. Yes. I I sent you a, um, I, I sent Tim one of those too. And maybe by the next episode, we'll be able to talk about it. But, um, yeah, that's been, Two weeks, been waiting for that to get to you. But yeah, and I think you got three things from me today, and I, you posted the shot. I'm like, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> That's been a while. Hopefully, you'll talk about it. I want to hear about it. But um, yeah, so I, I've been for years. I've been trying to figure out how to combine two of my favorite things. One of them is UX writing, which is what I do professionally, and one of them is zines, which I do, um, you know, uh, non professionally, semi professionally. Lovingly, <laughs> yeah, for, for fun. fun, yeah, lovingly. Um, it's and awesome. so finally, this this came along, and and basically, what I did was I took various error messages and onboarding messages, and like basically messages from apps and websites, and I took them and I side by side refactored them to look like poetry, because sometimes you can find uh, additional meaning in that. Right. So like yeah. if, if anybody here has ever ever used um oh I'm trying to think of a really just a good example here. Um there if anybody here's li- used Lyft and um you could um basically along the way if if Lyft is asking you to like rate the shared route, it shows this message and the message goes, Why is your shared route just okay? This helps improve future shared routes, many stops, detours, drop off time, submit. <laughs> it's not it's not great, but I basically have taken uh, like UX writing and tried to refactor it to poetry. <laughs> That's I, what it is. I think it's I think it's very fun. And it's it's a it's a great zine, and I, and I was excited immediately. Was excited to share it with my brother in law who who submitted for the uh, small issue of Plumbago mm-hmm. because he's a John. Yeah. John, he's a small poetry like fanatic. And I was like, John would love this. And so I yeah, send it his way. So, yeah. 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 Very cool. I, um, it's a lot of love. I, I think we talked about it the last time I bought a printer. Um, and Woo-hoo. I've already had all these like homemade, homemade, homemade zine supplies from, from before. Um, when I was still before I outsourced uh, Plumbago, but I um, <coughs> I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to get a copy for yourself, go to 404.computer, which is a domain I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, awesome. um, <laughs> it just, <laughs> it just forwards to a, a page on my personal website where you can, I'm selling this on Etsy inspired by Johnny. Um, I don't like the Etsy e-commerce platform as much as I like the, um, the one for Plumbago, which is just our, um, just on our Raceable Squarespace website. I it's really hard to export your orders to a spreadsheet, which is what I want to do to to print mailing labels. Yeah, and you, <clears throat> sorry, you can't print mailing labels from yeah. the app. You have to go into the browser on your phone. Like, this yeah, is so stupid. So, so you're 
your app is telling me I have to go exactly. to another app. Like, this well, let's uh, let's use that message um, in a future <laughs> 404 magazine. <laughs> you said ching. <laughs> order. So uh, anyhow, I My kids yeah, I'm a. Uh, I'm sending this out. It's just a very tiny zine. I'm just selling it for three bucks fifty. Um, if you're interested, uh, check it out. I love the colors. Yeah, I picked up a pack of Nina paper, Astrobite paper, um, just a regular old twenty pound paper, um, and I've I printed it in the five assorted colors from that. So, um, yeah, I have that, and then I have I'm basically used six sheets of paper total. I'm using the the Astro Bright, and then I'm using five pages of just regular laser printer stock. Um, and it's a quarter page zine, so I've been able to print out two copies per page. Uh, and then I, um, oh, I should talk about this. You know that really big, giant, expensive paper cutter that I bought, um, a paper guillotine? I oh, I, I love it, but I, I sold it to a friend of mine because it took up way too much space. And it, I accidentally bought the one that holds up to 17 pa- 17 inch pages, which is just way too big. And that's the one I bought like three years ago when I, I think I bought it for Plumbago issue two or issue three, but, um, it's just way too big. And I, um, downsized to a, um, the same brand HFS it's called. Um, and it is the 12 inch one. So it's a lot more manageable. I can keep it in my house rather than in the garage. Um, oh, geez, yeah, so the 17 inch was so big wow. and heavy. It, it weighed almost a hundred pounds. It was so big. Yeah, oh my God. The, um, the 12 inch one weighs like, like 40 pounds or something. <laughs> it's still huge, oh, but man, yeah, I have an exacto that was like 40 <laughs> bucks. I, I think I'm going and I'm really, our friend Les, a uh, friend of the show, Les, who does the RSVP podcast, she, um, has a really good, uh, recommendation for like a rotary cutter. That's good for up to 20 pages. And I think I might pick up one of those for smaller Ooh. ones, but I've been thinking nonstop about, um, paper cutters and staplers recently. So that's, that's where my mind has been at. <laughs> that's so fun. During, during the, um, during the insurrection, I basically sort of like self-soothed by folding and stapling zines. <laughs> yeah, that's that awesome. Good, <laughs> it was a good time. Sitting in his in his couch with five thousand copies of four hundred four next to him, like yeah. So if anybody wants them, I have fifteen thousand copies of the zine. cutting and stapling, just like <laughs> son of a yeah. <laughs> so I usually do mine um, like an hour after I've gotten up in the morning when the coffee and Adderall are fresh and like I break a sweat. I, I think I'm not doing it right. But man, I yeah. get a lot done. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But it's not relaxing at all. Yeah. So that is that is it for my, my fresh points. <laughs> Speaking of zines, Johnny, take it away. Yeah. So um, really quickly, my, Frankie asked me if I needed any zines, uh, zine supplies for Christmas. Ooh. No. Oh, no? But... She got me one of those um, stapler staplers, which I've always mm-hmm. wanted. And this one does 10 sheets. It just like punches out a tab that looks like oh. a little arrow and then shoves it inside of itself. It's I have so one that awesome. does like three sheets. I didn't know there was a 10 sheet one. Yeah, it's got like a metal frame inside of it. Can and, you post um, a link in, in chat? I couldn't read. Um, I have to find yeah. out where she got it. But yeah, definitely. Um. I couldn't read it, so I used Google Lens just like hovering over it, and it translated everything instantly for me, which was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, and I got an embosser that has the logo of my yeah. website on it, which is 
so fancy and cute, but I forget. I keep forgetting I have it because I'm like, what am I going to do with this? But well, it's neat. The kids. I have it on the um, the thing you sent me. It looks so good. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to be a notary. That would be cool. Side gig. Um, Jerry so those, those some fun Christmas presents. <laughs> 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 His lifelong dream of becoming a notary. Moving to Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I have, we have a family friend who's a notary. I wonder if I could take over from her. She pulls a knife on you and you ask her. She's hmm. like, back <laughs> yeah. off, man. Welcome to the guild. Welcome to the dream. <laughs> Everybody has a secret tattoo. This is the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like the real life Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> so um the other thing with it being a new year is that uh Bullet Journal redid their website mm. and now they have something called Bujo U. Bujo U. Apparently <laughs> on they registered Bujo. Like now it's got the little R after it all the time. <laughs> so I signed up for it. It's like five bucks a month. And um, they use a different social media platform called uh, something with an M. I can get my phone. What is it called? Mighty Networks. So um, when I signed up, there were like 600 people on there. So you're like, hey, I can like talk to Ryder Carol. I wonder if he'll talk back. It's pretty interesting. Um, and I got the newer book after like a month. It showed up like destroyed. I had to whip out my bone folder and just spend a half an hour like pressing it back into place to make it. You might want to be careful where you whip that but, out because. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was at home <laughs> in my pajamas. Um, but it's, they didn't mention on the website that it's made by Term, but the paper is like, crazy thick and stiff but also very smooth so it shows sheen and you can use a sharpie on it it's like not messing around how is it so so far it's awesome like it's got just the right texture where something on the dark side like a tennessee red is just a dream Hmm. and um i mean someone i know who uses fountain pens and took my notebook and isn't me was using like <laughs> regular turquoise thing. Yeah. And it was sheening like all over the place. Like, oh my God, this is awesome. And I'm waiting for the downside. Well, the downside is they're gone. You can't get them anymore. And they're not getting them in for a while because of COVID. But um, yeah, they're pretty cool. The network is pretty interesting. There's a room for talking about stationery. So of course I had to post the, hey, does anybody use pencils question? So um, yeah, I wonder if it'll be Orchid or if it'll take off. Are they as um, and, um, meninist as some of the bullet journalers out there are? I think it's weird because you have to pay to belong. So it seems like people are kind of like, you know, digitally walking around being like, what's going on here? Should I talk? Like, I'm just a regular guy. Um, and there are lots of people that talk a lot. So I don't know. See how it goes. They're going to do uh, classes, which could be awesome. And they have like a writing room where they have like guided writing and stuff. So, so far it's been worth five bucks a month. And um, speaking of zines on New Year's day, Ed Kemp from word distro had the wordies and plumbago. Yay. one. Uh, I, forgot, I forgot what the category um, was. Cause there were a yeah. lot of categories that were funny, like really funny names. We should, 
We should link to. Um, I watched it later because <laughs> because Ed did it at seven a.m. my time. Um, oh, I think it was recorded. Oh, ahead yeah, because he he so, had some like um, graphics and stuff, but. Yeah, I didn't realize it. I'm like, oh, I gotta, gotta, gotta get up, watch this before I go get my COVID test. <laughs> I went right from one to the other. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was hilarious. I loved yeah. the show itself. Ed is like my new hero. And um, yeah, um, what night was that? After Christmas, there was a live scene reading on YouTube called "Another Evening at yeah. Home" with um. Ed, uh, Billy McCall, and Tina, and then at the end, some guy read an obscene Baltimore poem in Baltimore. Some guys. Yeah. My parents watched it, unbeknownst to me. My mom's like, yeah, you put it on too much. It's not real. <laughs> so those are fighting words. My mom and I are going to have a live Baltimoreese competition at some point. Um, Plumbaga won um, for blood. The It's Not the Size of the Zine Award. It's not the, the boat award. I'm sorry. Yours had something to do with pickles, right? Your award. Oh, it was broccoli. broccoli. That's it. Which makes me hungry because I love broccoli. Um, and uh, what should I say? My second. Start this over. My baby zines for Pencil Revolution were Volume One, so I finished twelve since the last time we recorded. And you get a free holder. I'm sorry if you don't like the color. It's free um, to hold them if you want to. But it's sort of like a craft project you have to do yourself. And I haven't heard of anyone actually doing it. So I think I just wasted a lot of um, ink and cardstock. But that's okay. Um, And today I put out the first one from Volume 2, which is Half Size. And it's about fat pencils, but also Catholic school. And it got a little personal yeah but i left it in there because otherwise it was short and there was there's not a lot to say about fat pencils hey they're cool you should try them here's the sharpie you should use and that's about it john gamber you're a wiggle worm <sighs> so we we were talking about this earlier she's still alive <laughs> all she like probably listen, she probably listen to the show. yeah i last time i saw her I was like you're remarkably stupid i can't believe i was ever scared of you but uh nuns can do that it just took a dark turn. But um, yeah, so the um, volume two, issue one is moving quickly. And after 100, I'm not printing them on this expensive damn cardstock <laughs> anymore. So <laughs> get one. <laughs> uh, now I have a, a studio intern that I can make stuff envelopes and do things like that that I don't yeah, like doing. two or three studio interns, don't you? I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> Their intern is not apprentice. They're Charlotte. Yeah. So Charlotte and I did a few scenes together and um, I was like, well, you know, I bought the printer and the paper and I did basically everything and you made some drawings. So like, here's your cut. I'll buy you a pen or what she, yeah, she got a pen. So now I'm like, you have to do some more work if you want to earn some actual money. So she's glad to do it. Cause she likes money. Although she doesn't do anything with it. So yeah, um, was it? Oh, I also have a little zine out about pen palling that I had a lot of fun making. That's on my Etsy shop and comes with letter writing paper. So yeah, nice. It's enough self promotion for the night. I really like that. That was that was a cool. So you want to 
cool little zine. Yeah. Jane, Jane, Jane noticed that when she's like, oh, that's cool. It's like those envelopes. And then I showed it to her and she's like, this is great. So, On that one, I, um, I sliced up a couple airmail envelopes and like put them back together by hand. And when I was finished, I realized it was crooked. Like, nope. <laughs> oh, well, it's crooked. Hashtag it's a zine. <laughs> All right. You want to button up our first episode of 2021? Yeah. <laughs> you got the year right this time. Year? 20, 20, the trouble is somebody said like, you know, it sucks that you pronounce it as 2021 <laughs> as in W-O-N. Yeah. <laughs> Prove it. Is this 2020? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like an adjective. My dad, I was talking to my dad today and it's like, yeah, your mother got this 2020 puzzle. <laughs> what? And he goes, she got a puzzle and she did the whole thing. And at the end it was, was just like a puzzle <laughs> of like a giant pile of dog poop. <laughs> but it bleeds into the next Ew. year. It hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> so it just never ends. It's a puzzle that like pieces just keep showing up in the mail. Yeah. You just keep building onto one side of it and just keep going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it takes over your yeah. dining room table yeah. on the first floor. Send you a hundred a hundred pieces every two days and like three of the pieces don't fit with anything. So you're like, Dah! just keep going. If you don't do it right, they start taking yeah. fingers. <laughs> You will finish this puzzle. You have to mail it into him after you're done. Like, so you have to shellac it and like, you know. the puzzles wash up into the Baltimore Harbor. <laughs> Our Harbor would melt them. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> so Tim, do you want to tell folks where they can find you on the sure. sure. Yeah. Just try and find me. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Tim Wassum. And I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. How about you, Andy? I am at andy.wtf. You can find my newest uh, zine project at 404.computer. And uh, you can find my pencil blog that has been updated in months at woodclinch.org. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A. Wellfley. How about you, Johnny? I am at PencilRevolution.com, on social media at PencilUtion. And if you want to buy paper things I make, it's at Etsy.com slash shop slash PencilRevolution, spelled all the way out. And we are the Erasable Podcast. Thank you to our Patreon backers. You can back us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Erasable Podcast. And we haven't recorded since our it's been so long. Out, so. Yeah. Also with the mail, I don't know if people got them. Some people did. I, I, yeah, I arranged a pickup, and he picked up a hundred of them. So, hopefully, um, yeah, I, I should note if you haven't gotten them, get in touch with us. We'll sort you out. Um, you can find us on the internet at erasable.us. This is episode one five five, which will be at erasable.us slash one five five. You can check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Now with enforceable rules, we have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash erasable podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at erasable podcast. And a big thank you to these Patreon supporters who support us at the producer level. Deep breath. That's a lot of people. <laughs> Somebody answer your phone. Oh yeah. That's Amazon fresh. <laughs> um, Diana Oakley, Andre Torres, Kyle, Paul Moorhead, Andrew Squish, Gary Varner, Julie Molner, Ali Sarah, Jamelia, A.O. Pryor, K.P., James Dominguez, Millie Blackwell, 
Hunter McCain, Bob Ostwald, Michael Dialosa, Jacqueline R. Myers, Tana Feliz, Ann Sipe, Gangster Hotline, Joe Crace, Measure Twice, Michael Hagen, Chris Metzkis, John Bainan, Random Thinks, Jason Dill, Dave McDonald, Mary Collis, Alex Jonathan Brown, Kathleen Rogers, Bobby Letzinger, Fourth Letter, Kelton Weens, Hans Noodleman, Terry Beth Ledbetter, Stuart Lennon, Dave Tubman, and Chris Jones. Thank you. <sighs> Thank you. Man. If, if any of you, you have not got your, your disposable zines, let us know. 